no, since when? It's always your line. Only because I'm too impatient to wait for yeah. you to say it. <laughs> wow. I see how it um, is. And that's all we have today. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Um, hi, I'm Bronwyn. Hi, I'm Sophia. Why do we never discuss how we're going to intro the podcast before we intro the podcast? Because this is now an awkward, terrible thing every time. Um, speak for yourself. I think that, you know, a cold open is the way to go. I think that if you have to prepare... Why are I you holding I, a whiteboard eraser right oh, now? It was just right here. I was like, this has been this whiteboard eraser. Expo. Sponsor us. Um, no. <laughs> was sitting next to my computer today because I was using it in math. And then it was sitting here when I was listening to like an hour worth of Zoom calls of just like lectures. And because we had a career day today. Um. And I was just playing with this, just throwing it, basically. Throwing I felt like, <laughs> yeah, I felt like, you know how, I felt like, you know how, like, animals will have, like, you'll just give them, like, a ball, or, like, it just, I don't know, like, a toy, and it's just, like, all they do is they just kind of throw it around, they, like, flick it around, and then they're like, oh my god, it moved, <laughs> and then they run after it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's basically what I was doing <laughs> for, like, an hour. Wow. Fascinating. In answer to your question. Um, but yeah, hi everyone. I hope today is a day that you are enjoying. There's someone, I think, I don't know where I heard this. It might have been like some a YouTuber, content creator or something. But uh, they always say, I hope you're having the day that you deserve. Oh, I love that. So, I hope you're having the day that you deserve, I guess. I hope you yeah. deserve a good day. I... But if you don't deserve <laughs> a good day, <laughs> karma. Yeah. You know? If today is the day that karma gets you, I hope it does. <laughs> that sounded like a threat. <laughs> well, there's also good karma. That's true. I mean, there is. Assu- yeah. Yep. Do you want to move on? Well, I thought we could stay here a little longer. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I, you know, here's the thing, though, right? Are you what? <laughs> Going back to why don't we plan this ahead of time? Uh huh. Do you really think that would be better? <laughs> no, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> because we did do that for a while. Did we? Haven't we always done, Hi. like, we, we always ta- talk about Sophia. something. Okay, but I'm that's Sophia's just the, the main Wait, how did we intro. used to start it? Do you want to do that? What? No, <laughs> I don't want to. Um, do you remember we used we, to say we used it to... in unison. We used to say, and you're listening. And welcome to quotes and anecdotes, and we'd say it at the same time. <laughs> oh no! And the ending, sake. the outro, we oh we that said was at the same time. Yeah, we did that. We con- we continued with the outro far longer. We did the intro. The yeah. intro, ready for this? Salutations. Oh god. <laughs> I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is. Quotes and anecdotes. Oh God, I that transported me two years in the past, and I don't want to go there again. Yeah, you know, I won't. I will try my best not to cringe at my past self because I think that that implies that I'm not going to cringe at my past self in two years from now. Current (laughs) self. (laughs) Yeah, which you know I think is just kind of um, false, but. Um, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think that you can choose to do an intro once you get to a point. I don't think you should start off from nothing by choosing to do an intro. It's like, well, actually, or you can make it your thing. Because here, for example, um, you know, streamers, people who stream, 
do do streams but I'm like playing games and stuff um one of a lot of it's like you know everyone's like oh subscribe but it's like kind of rude especially if you're on other people's streams and you're like guesting to be like subscribe to me if you're here by the way like that's kind of rude you know you don't do that it's bad etiquette except for one streamer called if you might know him called technoblade and that's his whole thing <laughs> he just no matter where he is no matter how rude it is or against the etiquette subscribe to technoblade and your, um, your he point... sets timers for it my point is <laughs> <laughs> subscribe <laughs> fair please do so sophia what's your word like Oh, jumping right in. I mean, I was just going to say before we do that, that as per oh. usual, this mm-hmm. is going to be, I think, our second to last. Um, no. Yeah. June yeah, because we probably won't do one in June, right? True. June, unless while you're quarantining, <laughs> if you want to bring your microphone. I don't know if you want to do that. This is probably our second to last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so probably our second to last episode of of this format and then we'll be taking a break and then we'll come back at some point in the future but probably be at least a couple months off but for now we'll wait until we find our current selves cringy and then we'll come back to rebrand okay sure or we'll just see when it feels right and we'll do that um but for right now we're just no topic no coherent topic bronwyn now has a now you have a button Oh, no, it's not a button. It's a bottle it's, cap. It's, okay, it sounds like I'm just drinking. It's it's ginger beer. <laughs> Aren't you technically... Oh, no, you're not in Quebec. I was going to say. I am in Quebec. I'm not in Ontario, which is where I live. No, you are you are currently in Ontario. You would be allowed to drink if you if you were in Quebec, but you're not, right? Correct. Okay. That was confusing. Anyhow, um, same format as the last two weeks. We're just we just found some cool words, some cool quotes that have nothing to do with each other, and some cool anecdotes that also have nothing to do with the words or the quotes, and we're gonna talk about them. And that's all. And I isn't it my oh no, it is my turn to edit, so I go first. This got confusing. So that my first like, word that was is gazellig. I really should look this up before i do you do remember this. when we used to stop everything to go look up a word now we just give up <laughs> this is the definition of senior self <laughs> wow <laughs> no need to call me out um so this is a dutch word it's spelled g-e-z-e-l-l-i-g and it's from this book called lost in translation that my aunt got me for my birthday a while ago or maybe it was my grandmother, I don't remember, but it describes much more than just coziness. It is a positive, warm emotion or feeling rather than just something physical, and it connotes time spend with loved ones or togetherness. Hmm. So I just thought it was nice. Isn't that sweet? Like a word for not just coziness, but the extra level of coziness. That's all. (laughs) What about... How about your word, your first word? So I was preparing for the episode... And I was like, I have no words. And I feel like, because we're doing, like, these special episodes, you know? I mm-hmm. feel like I can't just Google words. Nah. Like, I just feel, I'm just like, I can't do that. But the issue is, is, like, I'm, my class, only class currently is calculus. Like, <laughs> I'm not learning new words. Um, but I did learn one recently because we got guinea pigs. We got baby guinea pigs. They're very cute. Um, they're they're very very cute. And I, because we got them, learned the word cavi. And cavidae, the cavi family, is composed of rodents native to South America and includes the domestic guinea pig, wild cavies, and the largest living rodent, the capybara. Um, which is cool, because, like, a lot of the time when you Google, like, hey, guinea pigs, how much should they eat? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, it'll be, like, caring for your cavy. They, like, they, like, Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they, like, it's C-A-V-Y, by the way. Um, but, yeah, and guinea pigs are very cute and cool, and a fun fact that I 
found out when I was googling this word, is that the Inca domesticated guinea pigs about 3,000 years ago, and wow. guinea pigs no longer exist in the wild. Very interesting. They actually um, eat guinea pigs yes. in Peru, and I think when we went to Peru, I think my brother tried it. I don't think I, I wanted to. I think my to. sister did. But yeah. apparently it tastes like chicken. <laughs> I was so. literally about to say that. Apparently, it does. Yeah, I think I mean aside from the fact that I'm a vegetarian, I guess right. that's why I would eat them. But I was thinking about this the other day because they no longer exist in the wild. But imagine you're just like walking along, and you just see a guinea pig, Pichu, and there's just a guinea pig. <laughs> like, it's so cute. That'd Although I suppose that's kind of rabbits I, or like mice. I was gonna say. But, like, if you had guinea pigs living in your floorboards, you wouldn't be like, yeah, that's annoying. You'd be like... Y- yes, you would. It's Guinea pigs are very similar to mice, I feel. I think mice are very cute, but everyone hates uh, mice. Guinea pigs are a lot more similar to rabbits than they are to mice. They're, like, rabbit-sized. They're no. like, bunny-sized. No love. <laughs> They're <laughs> rodents, though, and mice are rodents, and rabbits are not rodents. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> But, like, size-wise, if you look at a guinea pig, like, we have But you can guinea hold pigs, so your small. guinea pig, like, in your it's hands. It's a baby. <laughs> it's like, but it's yes. not going to grow to the size of a bun. Like, the bunnies well, are... Well, their fur gets lo- really long. Okay, but that doesn't... Look... Okay. I've seen it. Our friends had guinea pigs. They were not as big as bunnies. They are, though. They're not. Well, okay, a little... They're much bigger than mice. Like, if I saw a mouse... Okay, I'm bigger than mice, would, but they're still closer to mice than... <laughs> Why? Mice are cute. Okay, yeah, that would be cute, but I would be concerned for the mouse's well-being. <laughs> I mean, same. Size comparison. Comparison. To I'm, this rabbit. is like, not a true Flemish sign of the giant, deterioration like of... I know, I know, um, I, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a sign of the deterioration of this podcast, that we're now having a full-on argument about okay. guinea pigs versus bunnies. But they're literally the same size. They're not! I will yes, stand by they this. they are. They I are the same size. Like bunnies. I remember holding... Like oh, the bunnies at Ambler. Yeah, I remember holding the bunnies at the farm, and they were much bigger than when I held my friend's okay. guinea pig. Because maybe it was a baby? Okay, I don't, okay, I don't think uh, it was a baby. It lived for several years. You know, okay. once your guinea pigs grow up, then come well, back to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I will say their hair grows long. Okay. More like a rabbit. Okay, that's fair. So. Anyways. That's a cute word. Guinea pigs. Not mice. Not rabbits. But capybaras. Capybaras? Yeah. What's your next word? Um, my le- next word is folklore, which I am going to talk more about later, so that's why I chose it. Um, but it's a cool word. So it means the traditional beliefs, customs, and stories of community passed down through the generations by word of mouth, which is so cool. And um, Ashi and I were talking about generational, intergenerational storytelling the other day and how, like, it's becoming sort of a lost art and oral storytelling as well is becoming a lost art um and that was a huge part of culture like i know for example the um epic poems in ancient greece Mm. and and rome were meant to be read like they were or composed i think wasn't the odyssey composed orally or am i making that up yeah well they don't know if homer was a real person well right good point (laughs) but so and it was um, it was um it wasn't written down until much later in its existence, so right. assuming I'm assuming it's composed orally. Yeah. But just very cool. Like, just traditional stories and customs and beliefs passed down through generations, but orally. Sometimes forget cool how, thing. like, recent, first of all, writing is, but secondly, like, widespread writing. Like, I know mm-hmm. a lot of most history that's not Eurocentric has been completely lost, so I can't speak for that, but, yeah. like at least in Europe, like, people didn't write, like, illiteracy was extremely common until very recently and Mm -hmm. is currently an issue in many places, but, like, yeah, it's, like, like, yeah, speaking was, like, the thing. Like, that's why you have still so many things that are being worked out 
and like spelling and stuff you know right right and i know the issues with spelling weren't really like identified until pretty recently yeah and i know that even um in non-western culture i think oral storytelling is even more common like Mm. indigenous groups and i think in africa as well it's there's more much more oral storytelling than writing yeah if i'm remembering correctly so just very very interesting and a cool thing interesting but yeah uh what is your second word so i didn't i don't i don't like this word well, okay <laughs> but i was reading a book and i came across it oh i was skimming the book because i had already read part of it but i was like i'm i need a word this is an old book it'll <laughs> probably have good words um mm-hmm. and i came across the word phlegmatic which to be honest i never really knew what it meant Except that I just associate it with the word phlegm. Yeah, I don't like the way it's spelled very much. <laughs> okay, so phlegmatic, like, I was just like, ooh, like, just kind of icky. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just not the definition. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, it does not mean phlegmy. It means a person having an, un- an unemotional and st- stolid lease. I was going to say, that can be your wordlet right there. What does stolid mean? Not solid, but stolid. I don't know. Um, Installedly calm disposition. <laughs> I was thinking like stoic. Yeah, that would be my guess. Um, phlegmatic. I just don't like it though. And the definite <laughs> the example the example sentence was like a phlegmatic British person, and I was like, okay, that's accurate though. <laughs> wow, just attacking well, British people just, today. Well, just because like they're notoriously like well unemotional and pretentious oh boy all right <laughs> oops um yeah it's fine <laughs> any british i doubt any british people i mean i don't know what who our audience is but i'm sorry on Bronwyn's behalf <laughs> if you're listening hey it was google who called phlegmatic people british or British people phlegmatic <laughs> Phlegmatic people British. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh no. Um anyways, what's what's your word? Your first word. Oh, I hate no. that you're going first. Do you know why I hate that you're going first? Why? Because I I prepared first, so I wrote down my quote first. Mm. Um and we have quotes from the same book, and it'll look like I copied you, when in reality I did, and, it, and I don't <laughs> <laughs> You did? <laughs> because Sophia was like, I already have some quotes picked out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I wonder if she's got quotes from, oh, I bet it's from this book. And I was like, oh, I should look at this book. <laughs> so I started reading this. I think you're actually probably further ahead in the book than I am. But mm. I got this book from the library on Saturday, and it's now Wednesday when we're recording. Oh, it's Wednesday. I guess this will be released next Wednesday. Um, but I got it from the library, and uh, this book is called Orlando by Virginia Woolf. Um, because I heard my English teacher mentioned, we read some stuff by Virginia Woolf earlier in the year, and he mentioned that this is one of her most famous works. And it's about this poet whose name is Orlando. Um, and I don't know what happens in between but it starts off that he's in like the 16th century england as a poet as a young like a 16 year old boy's poet and somehow he gets to the 19th century or the 20th century and is a 36 year old woman okay you're i don't definitely ahead of me <laughs> i don't know no, no 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 i haven't gotten to that part yet oh, okay okay oh, it's like but that's what, what? that's what the Did back oh that's good that's what the back says is gonna happen so just <gasps> and apparently it's like a very cool exploration of gender and sexuality and also poetry and time traveling and i don't i don't know i've i've only read the first chapter but i told bronwyn about it and i was like this sounds really cool and then you picked it up and now we're both reading it yeah i was um, i couldn't sleep and so i was like i should read something and i landed on virginia Woolf orlando because sophia recommended it to me and i'm quite liking it it's very good yeah i've only read the first chapter but it's beautifully written i really love virginia mm-hmm. Woolf's writing um and so much so that i have i started keeping notes of all the quotes that i really liked which i've never done with a book before but this one was just very pretty to read um 
So I started doing that. And I took a picture of just this entire passage because I loved this passage so much. So I'm sorry in advance because this is just going to be me reading a long passage. But here we go. So it says, He sighed profoundly and flung himself. There was passion in his movements which deserves the world, which deserves the word on the earth at the foot of the oak tree. He loved beneath all this summer transiency to feel the earth's spine beneath him, for such he took the hard root of the oak tree to be. Or, for image followed image, it was the back of a great horse that he was riding, or the deck of a tumbling ship. It was anything indeed, so long as it was hard, for he felt the need of something which he could attach his floating heart to. The heart that tugged at his side, the heart that seemed filled with spiced and amorous gales every evening about this time when he walked out. To the oak tree he tied it, and as he lay there, gradually the flutter in and about him stilled itself. The little leaves hung, the deer stopped, the pale summer clouds stayed, his limbs grew heavy on the ground, and he lay so still that by degrees the deer stepped, stepped nearer, and the rocks wheeled round him, and the swallows dipped and circled, and the dragonflies shot past, as if all the fertility and amorous activity of a summer's evening were woven web-like around his body." Isn't that amazing? I had to just take a picture of that entire passage because I was like, that is so... Just the idea of, like, you're having too many feelings and too many emotions that your heart mm -hmm. is, like, bouncing around all over the place but having this oak tree to tie your heart to and rest a little bit. And then as soon as you... Like, when you lay down and rest for that long, the fact that nature starts, like, weaving itself around you... I just thought it was this beautiful description of this... British child lying down yeah um in nature underneath an oak tree I, I really like so cool. the way she writes like her sentence structure kind of it like kind of starts with the idea and then goes into the description in a way like yeah like to the oak tree he tied it and as he lay there gradually the flutter in and about himself still in and about him stilled itself the leaves hung the deer stopped like he like it kind of it's like a river you know like yeah exactly it, like it very it flows, flows very well and even though it sometimes it can be a little confusing sometimes because you'll like jump from mm -hmm. idea to idea but it like it works it's it's written very beautifully mm -hmm. and so far i really like it and i guess maybe next time we can come back with a review if we've both finished it we'll do a book report <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah and then what's your orlando quote i really like the quote that you did i did the quote and and I chose this quote, and there's a comment that I see here on the Google Doc that says, Heck you, this was one of the quotes I was going to use in all caps. Bronwyn stole my quote. <laughs> one of but them. it's a good quote. It's I a really good quote. I remember really liking this. Um, Green in nature is one thing. Green in literature, another. Nature and letters seem to have a natural antipathy. Bring them together, and they tear each other to pieces. The shade of, of green Orlando now saw spoilt his rhymes and split his meter. Moreover, nature has tricks of her own. Once, one, one look out of a window at bees among flowers, at a yawning dog, at the sun setting. One think, once think how many more suns shall I see, etc., etc. The thought is too well known to be worth writing out. And one drops the pen, take takes one's cloak, strides out of the room, and catches one's foot on a painted chest as one does so. For Orlando is a trifle clumsy. I really <sighs> love that ending. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's like anonymous, anonymous, and then you're like, wait, and then you, you trip on a chest, and then for Orlando was a trifle clumsy. I think that's just such a, it, yeah. it made me like laugh, it goes, like it genuinely reading it. and like, you know, was she British? Yeah, I think so. British author, like pretentious old british author and right. then it's like a and then oops he tripped she's like i feel like that's what happens a lot in like to mm -hmm. generalize the large generalization of british british literature but there is a lot of like like step back and reflect like the narrator mm -hmm. is very like and we see the sun setting over a yeah. house as the sheep go off to bed like Did you go know, off to bed <laughs> to bed <laughs> jeez um, you know, and, and and this is beautiful description, and one has to wonder if life really has meaning, right? <laughs> but this is like starts to do this, and then brings you back, and says, like it changes from like a description to like how one is acting. One drops the pen, takes one's cloak, strides out of the room, and catches one's foot on a painted chest as one does so. So it 
I know it's not technically second person, but kind of feels like second person. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of feels like someone's like, I saw what you did as you walked out the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then, right. and then like, full circle back to for Orlando was a trifle clumsy, which just, mm-hmm. like, makes you, I don't know what it reminds me that of. That one made but me it laugh. it feels very modern, like, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, like, I think I... I mean, not laughed out loud, but I definitely smiled at that line. Yeah. I was like, that, I really like that. Like, that's very cute. And I really like the, the other part that I really like is the, once look out of a window at bees among flowers, at a yawning dog, at the sun setting. Once think, how many more suns shall I see? Et cetera, et cetera. The thought is too well known to be worth writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to go down this existential path for you. You already So know many it. people have had these existential thoughts. <laughs> that's true i do like that i the part of this quote that i wrote down was nature and letters seem to have a natural antipathy bring them together and they Mm. tear each other to pieces i was like that's because nature is one of the main things that i feel like poets especially try to describe and the fact that virginia wolf is like no they hate each other you can't do that like that just doesn't work it also Um, like i know this part is like the narrator like it's not Orlando's mm-hmm. perspective but you do kind of get that because he's a poet and he's like 16 yeah and the like the shade of green Orlando now saw spoiled his rhyme and split his meter is just kind of like yeah that's definitely a 16 year old right <laughs> angsty teenager like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't write I can't believe it like how dare you be the shade of green and now my poem's ruined <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's very good yeah yeah that's yeah. nice. That's very cool. Orlando was a trifle clumsy. He was a little bit clumsy. What's your next quote? Um, my next quote is from Pride and Prejudice, which I read over break because my Latin teacher was just appalled that I had not read Pride and Prejudice yet. Um, so I read it over break, and it's a, a short one. It's but I, I really liked uh, the main character in Pride and Prejudice, Elizabeth, because of course I did. But, you know, classic, independent, opinionated, strong-willed woman mm-hmm. finding love and success. That's great. We loved it. Especially written by a woman in the, what was it, 19th century, I think. Um, but the quote is, you must learn some of my philosophy. Think only of the past as its remembrance give you, gives you pleasure. And I just thought that was sweet. That's, um, like very sentimental. Isn't it? Took it? Me like a second to reread it to be like, what it? Is it sad or is it happy? But bittersweet. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. This is bittersweet. But it's, it's nice. And this is basically when um, Mr. Dark... Spoilers, I guess. But it's, <laughs> you've had 200 years to read the book, so sorry. <laughs> um, it's when Mr. Darcy is basically saying, oh, I'm so embarrassed that I was so mean to you. <laughs> or, like, that letter was kind of mean. I'm sorry. And she was like, no, no, no don't dwell on the past don't dwell on that part of the past only think of the past as it gives you pleasure like that that's oh, my philosophy yeah, I get it now. um that was like don't think about the future only think about the past no 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 <laughs> only think, think only about the past the as it when it gives you okay. pleasure yeah mm-hmm. um but i just thought that was really nice and yeah. a good reminder to not be like oh i wish that didn't happen not get rid of cringe culture exactly <laughs> don't cringe at your past self there you go Try not to. <laughs> Try your very hardest. What was your second quote? My second quote is a song that is not on the album called Folklore. <laughs> Which I'll talk about later. Talk about, yeah. But I was about to say it was. Um, but it's on a different album released this year. Also released this year by Taylor Swift called Evermore. Very good album as well. Very and good also, album. I'm pretty sure that the, it, it, one of the lyrics in this word, in this song is folklore, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Your something turns my life into folklore. Yeah, your love yeah, turns yeah. my life into that. folklore. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I I almost chose that one because I like that. But yeah. I was like, hmm, what should I do for quotes? I don't want to look up quotes that I don't care about. Um, I was like, hmm, songs? Any songs I've been listening to? And one of our friends, shout out Suhani. Hi Suhani, oh. we love you. <laughs> I do. Introduced us. Well, convinced Sophia. It yeah. Um, she was very sweet and made me a Taylor Swift playlist. This is kind of an, my anecdote, but it's fine. She made me a Taylor Swift playlist of all the songs that she thought I would like, which is basically all the happy, upbeat Taylor Swift songs, because yeah. that's the kind of music that I like. Um, 
and I really liked a lot of the songs on the playlist, so I started listening to more and more Taylor Swift, and I was texting Suhani about it, and she was telling me more about Taylor Swift, and now, and then, of course, I was telling Bronwyn all about it. Um, and so I started. And so Bronwyn started listening, so now we're all just kind of... Which, it's, like, really nice. Like, there are a lot of things that, maybe just, like, this year, last year, I realized, like, the reason I didn't want to get into them is it was kind of, like, everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe you like this thing. And yeah, the reason they I were like got that, that is because yeah. of the fan base was just mostly teenage girls, so, mm-hmm. of course, anything with that is, like, cringy. And I was also under the impression for a while that all of her songs were, like, sad breakup songs about teenage guys and i yeah. was like that's I had just a very not kind of the, the vibe i'm going for reductionist opinion of her yeah to use a big word but uh, which i feel bad about because she's actually a really cool person and, she is um it's kind of nice to kind of re- i don't know reclaim all of those things that are kind of looked down on and be like <laughs> yeah actually no i am gonna like taylor Swift. yeah exactly um so yeah and one of the songs is Gold Rush, and it's been stuck in my head. I really um, like Gold Rush. And there's Rush. some just really, it's just like really pretty song. It's a beautiful song. I do like mm-hmm. Gold Rush. And one of the lyrics is, And the coastal town we wandered round had never seen a love as pure as it. And then it fades into the gray of my day-old tea, because it could never be. And I just love, I love the line, and then it fades into the gray of my day-old tea. I never knew it was day, so day old day tea. Day old tea. Day old tea. Because she says it like day old tea as if it's one word. So I thought she was saying deity, deity but like day pronouncing it weird. Day, de, deity. I don't know. But day I had no tea. idea that it was day old tea. That's like, so Like doesn't beautiful. it make you think of like that coffee cup you forgot mm-hmm. to take out of the car? Yep. <laughs> and you're like, you look in it and you're like, ooh, that milk is starting to separate a little. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and it like it's a really cool description. Gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, coastal town. It's a, it's gray a pretty. Old day. It's a really no day gray. Day old, my day old. Gray. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Really pretty yeah. lyric. It's like a good that. song, so I would recommend listening to it. Yeah. I don't want gold rush. It's very good. It's really good. <laughs> want to talk more about it? I do. So my I was struggling with what anecdote to bring for today and I was like you know what I'm gonna have the most fun talking about is Taylor Swift so I'm just gonna do that um but specifically her album Folklore which came out in August of 2020 I think and she she wrote it over quarantine um and I I'm pretty sure the album release was a surprise like she told everyone the day of and was like by the way here's 17 new songs record labeled like a week before yeah exactly um and I think it also won Album of the Year at the Grammys. It's a very good album. Really um, so as we've mentioned, our wonderful friend Suhani has convinced both of us to listen to a lot of Taylor Swift over the past, like, two weeks. And uh, I think my favorite albums are Lover, which came out in 2019, and Folklore, but especially Folklore. And I wanted to talk more about Folklore because the stories told in Folklore are so cool. Um, so Taylor Swift is a really incredible storyteller. Like, her lyrics... Mm-hmm. Um, are always just so incredible and tell a story really, really well. If you like and, how Ed Sheeran does it, mm-hmm. I would say you'd like yours. And Definitely. They're actually good friends, so. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> and especially in folklore, a lot of these songs are based in fiction. Like, they're not mm-hmm. like, this guy broke up with me and I'm upset about it, which was a lot of her old music, but her older music, which there is nothing wrong with that, but these are more purely a lot of them are purely fictional songs um so that gives her a lot more freedom in her lyrics and i think that that the lyrics and the songwriting on folklore is just the best mm-hmm. ever it's so beautiful <laughs> um and so it's really so i'm just going to talk about some of the songs and some of the stories that she tells that i really love because it's great um so the first one which i didn't even realize was uh a like one story but Suhani told me there are three songs that kind of function as a love triangle thing in folklore and they're Cardigan, August, and Betty. So the story is, you get most of the story from Betty, the song Betty, um, which is from James's perspective and, you know, (laughs) there's debates. James is traditionally a guy's name. I'd like to believe James is a girl. It's James. It's a debate. Just Taylor. 
James, James is Taylor. I mean, I think Ooh. there is a whole... Th- I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can't tell if that was sarcasm or not. I She has, like, something 150 million followers on Instagram or something like that. I don't think she'll be listening to quotes and anecdotes, but it's okay. Um, so the story you get... So Betty is told from James's perspective, and it's an apology to Betty. Um, James cheated on Betty with another girl over the summer, and the whole song Betty is, I'm so sorry, I'm only 17, I don't know anything, but I know I miss you, is one of the lyrics. Um, please... And I'm, and he's coming to her house to apologize. And he's like, I'm going to show up on your porch and apologize. And I don't know how you're going to react, but I'm sorry, is the song Betty. And then Cardigan is from Betty's perspective. And that is Betty singing about how James cheated on her, but how she kind of knew all along. Like, she was like, I could see it all when, uh, like, I, I knew you would do this. I knew you really well. And I could see it all from the start. But um, I did love you. And there's the line. The chorus is, uh, when I felt like an old cardigan, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you put me on and said I was your favorite. And so, like, she, you know, just very sweet. I really just love the name Cardigan. Yeah, it's a, a really good song. It I like just, it I more and more idea, the more I listen to it. I know the idea is like, oh, like, when I felt like an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and said I was your favorite. So the idea is, like, I felt like an old cardigan. But I just think of, like, an, a nice cardigan. Like a cozy, cozy a sweater. cozy cardigan. And yeah, just exactly. Like, this is just, like, the song that makes you feel like you're wearing a nice cardigan. Yeah, it's That's really nice. That's how I think nice. of it a lot more, which is <laughs> definitely not the intention. Yeah. But... Um. And then August, which is my favorite of the three, because it's I think it's probably the most upbeat song on Folklore, and I love it so much. Um, and August is from the perspective of the girl that James cheated with. So James cheated with her over the summer. Um, and she doesn't get a name, but Taylor Swift apparently has been calling her Augusta or Augustine in her head, because the song is called August. And that song is basically... Um, uh, August, August slipped away into a moment in time because you were never mine. Basically acknowledging, like, James was never hers. You weren't mine to lose. But I still loved August. Like, I appreciated the time mm. that I got to spend with you. So it was just very, a very cool and, like, totally fictional story of these three people and their summer and how that ended up happening. And, and they're all just really cool. good songs. And they're all beautiful like, songs. Those, those like, they're all probably, incredible songs. I didn't even know about this. And Sophia was like, what songs from folklore do you like? And I was like, oh, probably Cardigan, August, Betty. <laughs> like, you chose, without three. knowing, you chose the three. Yeah. Those three stories. Um, another really cool one, another one of my favorites, is mm. The Last Great American Dynasty. That's really good. Really high up. I really love The Last Great American Dynasty. And that is about Rebecca Harkness, who was this, like, very rich, eccentric woman um, who lived in the house in this mansion that Taylor currently owns in Rhode Island, I think. And the song is sung from the perspective of, like, the townspeople, basically, that lived around or near Rebecca Harkness and saying, like, there goes the last great American dynasty. There goes the maddest woman this town has ever seen. She had a marvelous time ruining everything. It's so hard not to sing the lyrics. That was, like, <laughs> months ago when this album first came out, I was like, everyone's so excited. Like, maybe I'll go listen to it. And I listened to it, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, but this was actually one of the songs that I put on my, really like, album. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to listen to it when it first came out because everyone was so excited about it and it was yeah. so different i gathered from what she had released before yeah exactly. um and i think i might have listened to the first couple songs and i was like this is too slow <laughs> but now i love it so Having, just like, gotta have some patience for it and like knowing the yeah person, at least personally you know yeah changes everything yep it's really nice um and then the other thing that she talks about a lot is she does actually tackle some pretty heavy like mental health stuff in a lot of the songs on folklore a lot of them are very sad um so i think one of the most clear ones is this is me trying it's in the Mm. name so good (laughs) i it's one also one of my favorites on the album because it's so beautiful and it's just about it's about someone who is having a really rough time and really really struggling to stay here but saying, I'm trying, this is, 
this is me trying um and just talking about all these acts of trying that you wouldn't like people would say it's not would say would say exactly but it's like this what i'm i think there's one a lyric towards the beginning of the song says um pulled the car off the ledge to the lookout could have followed my fears all the way down and then it goes but this is me trying and like not following not driving the car off the lookout yeah, that was an act of by not doing anything you're trying yeah that was an act of trying which is really yeah. an important message and i really like it and then another sad one is epiphany which is about um living through a traumatic event and not being able to talk about it like one of the main uh lines in the chorus is some things you just can't speak about and the two experiences that she mentions are fighting in world war ii and being a health worker in a pandemic and she talks about like hugging people through plastic um seeing people die on the beaches which is a very very sad song yeah. but also an important message and then the other one that kind of deals with similar topics is mirrorball which is about which i really it's that's a really really pretty song and i didn't realize what it was about until i watched something where she was explaining what all the songs were about but that one's about like always feeling like you have to perform for people and like be a certain persona mm-hmm. um and last honorable mention i don't know about the story in exile the song exile um i don't remember what that one was about but it's with someone whose name is bonnie Vare. i don't know how to pronounce his name i think i think that's how you pronounce his name i can kind of speak french and when i first read the name i thought it was bon iver so that's what i thought too that's <laughs> I thought definitely it. french like that's okay that's, i also pronounced french it words but i also pronounced it bon iver i think i was thinking um, of like but bon then Jovi. we watched yeah we watched that there was there's a document not documentary there's a like mini folklore concert thing on disney plus that we watched and uh apparently it's pronounced bonnie Vare, so i'm glad that we yeah. figured that out before the podcast because that would have been embarrassing bon but it's a duet between bonnie Vare and uh taylor swift and bonnie Vare's voice is the most mm-hmm. beautiful thing i've ever heard it's really really low mm-hmm. um and it just it balances taylor's voice really nicely and it's the just a beautiful beautiful song to listen to you should um, put a clip of it in i should Here's a clip. So step right out. That's my favorite part. So step right out. There is no amount of cry I can do for all this time. We always walked a very thin line. You didn't even hear me. You don't even hear me. You never gave a warning sign. Oh my goodness, I loved that. What a lovely clip. <laughs> it's a very, very good song. So, and then lastly, because I need to let you talk about your thing, but I just wrote down some of my favorite lyrics from Folklore. Um, because, and they're, like it was so hard to choose because all of the lyrics are beautiful, but these were just a few of my favorites. So this was one that you pointed out, actually, the other night, my first lyric, because you were like, that's a really good lyric. And I was like, you know what? It is a good lyric. And it's from the song Cardigan, and it is, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. And also, like, the rhythm that she sa- sings it in, it's like, mm-hmm. when you are young, they assume you know nothing. Oh, she, what is yeah. that? That's when you are... Da, da, da. What's da, that da, meter? Da, da. That's, um... Oh, God. It's a... I mean, in Greek and Latin poetry, it's a dactyl. Yeah, long, that's short, what short, it, Long, short, short. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't know what that... Yeah, I'm assuming that's just what it's called. Dactyl. Finger finger dactyl dactyl it's not what it means pterodactyl winged finger oh i don't i don't know it is oh maybe it's like knuckles long short short (laughs) like on your finger (laughs) well because dactyl means finger does it i didn't know that yeah that's a pterodactyl's winged finger huh interesting so a dactyl I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that has something to do with it. I don't know. Oh my god. But that's How's a really cool one. Listeners? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Report back to us. Um, I just liked this uh, little snippet from the song Seven, which is, your braids make a pattern, love you to the moon and Saturn, passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long. And especially I just loved the 
the idea that love can be passed down through folk songs. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else. That's from Illicit Affairs. And just the idea of being in love, being a secret language that you have with that special person was so cool to me as someone who loves languages. The idea that like each each couple you has their someone own. who loves you. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> Wait, you just want you just want languages. I'm so I just, sorry. I love my, you too. <laughs> my expectations were here. I should have known. Oh, it's fine. No, this is what I signed up for. I'm sorry. You titled one of our episodes in the summer Ling- Linguistics, a.k.a. Sophia's One True Love. You it's did this true, and I think you protested against it. I did! But, uh, because you I are my one was... true love, not linguistics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look very disbelieving right now. I Just the idea yeah. of having a secret language with the person you love I thought was cool, but you now I'm going to regret that. As a linguist. I don't think you could, I don't think that's really what she means, but, <laughs> but okay. You um, should ask. And then this one, I don't even know what this means, but I just thought the lyric writing was really cool and something I just would never think of. It is something wrapped all of my past mistakes in barbed wire, chains around my demons, wool to brave the seasons. And that's from the song Invisible String. No idea what that means. No idea what that's talking about, but I just like... Who would even think of that? Someone wrapped mm. all my past mistakes in barbed wire. Just a very cool lyric. And then yeah. lastly, I promise I'll let you talk. But no, it's good. from the song Peace, um, your integrity makes me seem small. You paint dreamscapes on the wall. And I just Aww. thought that was cool. Painting dreamscapes on the wall. I liked that one. But that's all. Listen to Folklore by Taylor Swift. It's a Definitely. lovely album. Listen to all of her stuff. Yeah. Personally, my two favorites are Folklore and Evermore. That I like Folklore. And Evermore is really good the album art forevermore is lovely i like folklore and lover hmm yeah that's yeah. i understand oh, very good yeah what is your anecdote so i was like what should i talk about again like i want to enjoy it so i want to <laughs> choose a good thing that i want to talk about and i was like oh you know what like best of compilations because the other notes of Kian and i did a zoom like zoom date and we just made a playlist of like funny moments and we just like watched them all of like different um like tv show bloopers yeah exactly content creators we like and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of really funny ones um something i don't know if you've talked about this but we've talked about together is like a lot of the time the bloopers for like a movie are better than like like at the end of a tv show like that's the best part of like finishing something is like watching the bloopers it's the part i look forward to most about finishing a tv show is being able to watch the bloopers afterwards yeah it's great love it 10 out of 10 um just like laughing and there are a lot of things where like uh, with like youtube you can find the funniest moments of absolutely anything which is mm-hmm. great and especially when it's something you know really well and you're like this is and so it's just it's just so funny it's so good um and there are a whole bunch of like different ones you know for example there's um a D and D show <laughs> that uh i watch and they so there's one that um the McElroys do one and the McElroy brothers and their dad do one and it's like a podcast it's edited it's very good very funny um and the whole thing is really funny with Critical Role which is this other one I watch it's not edited they just play it live so the episodes are like four hours long that's why I can't watch Critical Role it's lovely (laughs) It's ve- the people are very cool, but the episodes are just so long. It's really long. It's pretty slow moving, like not the most. It's not always the most engaging. It's really good. I personally really like it. Um, but you have to be really patient with it. Um, but yeah, they also have. So whenever you get to like a funny bit, it, there'll be a few in an episode that's four hours long. There'll be like a couple of bits that are really funny, mm-hmm. um, which is like maybe a total of like two minutes where I'm like actually laughing out loud which is not a lot in like four hours but it's, right. just, it's nice um but I've started just screen recording every single one 
and I have a hundred and like ten videos in this album and they're just so funny and I've been watching a bit more recently while I like I don't know work on different projects and stuff and yeah I've been really enjoying that and like Sophia made me an iMovie that was just all of them like put together which was really funny and <laughs> Sophia hasn't watched the, this show but there are a lot of bits now that she knows as well from like putting it together like there's one of the people has a german accent one of them has what is jester's accent just kind of like scottish or irish but not or like or like russian Russian. yeah yeah like hello my name is jester yeah (laughs) like it's like that kind of thing technically Um, yeah technically i think that like i like pastries she's, she's my favorite she's so funny she's just chaotic um she's really really i i love her um but the german one is the that's he's not actually german but his character is um is very serious very angsty very sad very sad i've only <laughs> watched a little sad, bit of tragic. it but very sad it's so sad um but they were like okay you can you do like accents and he was like um I can try and they're like okay do Jester's accent and now Sophia knows this bit as well because and they're all voice actors so they can all do the voices but their characters can't necessarily yeah. so so Liam's just <laughs> with his German accent who and his character who apparently can't do character voices just goes oh hi <laughs> my name is Jester I, I am loving, loving pastries, pastries. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Now every time I FaceTime Sophia, I go, oh, oh hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. And I, I, we also, like, even though I haven't watched the show, Bronwyn and I have a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. So anything that you find funny, I, chances are I will find also find it funny, even if I have very little context for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching the these uh, screen recordings that you've compiled <laughs> is also really enjoyable for me because it also makes me laugh, even though I have no context. It's great. There are also a lot of clips on on tiktok a lot of the time mm. people will take the funny a funny moment and just post it there and i haven't there's another D show called dimension 20 which i have not watched oh, but i keep on getting recommended <laughs> i keep on getting recommended um like clips this one me. i don't get this one i, I don't, don't understand I why don't really you find have, it so funny okay, so so here's the thing there's this character i don't know him his name is riz Gukgak, which is a funny name apparently i what i've gathered is he would they're like high school students they went to like the school ball and they were like haha like you don't have a date i bet you've never dated someone he's like actually i do like his name is baron like heck you um but he made it up and then Mm -hmm. like i think like just a while later they're like in this like creepy place there's like a mirror there's like this and they like break it and then this skeleton boy i think like comes out and they're like who are you and he's the person baron that this guy invented oh how does the clip start what does it go um my name is i am your romance partner oh, my name yeah. is baron <laughs> something like that hello my i am your romance partner baron yeah <laughs> and he's like sorry i hate to tell you this i made baron up sorry confession baron's, baron's not, not real, real. And he's like, that is the second hurtful thing. No, no, no. This, is the, the this is the first, oh, yeah. this is the the first, one? first hurtful thing you the have thing said, you to said to me. Um, should you say a second, there will be no, great no, consequences. No, no, there no. There are two bad ones. Oh, he, no. He insults him twice. And then Baron's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. This is the second hurtful thing you have said to me. And should you say a third, there will be great consequences. It's just very funny. And it's the... It makes no sense. Romance partner Baron. I know, but it's just funny moments. Even it's though a, I don't have context for the show, I yeah. find that very funny. It makes um, me. Laugh. There are also funny moments from there. Um, the McElroy brothers, which we've mentioned, have podcasts, and on YouTube there are a lot of because they always. It's a comedy podcast, and they always. It's like it's not like scripted or anything, but there are always like funny bits that they do, and it always lasts a few minutes, like under ten minutes usually. Like usually like five minutes and on youtube people will like animate the audio clips very good like make it like like draw the mcelroys and there are a lot of really funny ones there's one bit where they were like where the question was like where are funny places to put um mistletoe 
And one oh of the my comments gosh, that's my favorite on one. the question was in the boys' locker room. And they were like, I don't think that's going to plan out the way you think it is. Like, hey, Brick, come over here, Brock. And then the other one's like, wait, did you just name one him One of the Brick brothers is like, did you just name him Brick and Brock? And then they all start making fun of the fact that they named these two made-up characters Brick and Brock. And then they're like... Get out of here, Brack. Brick and Brock are kissing. <laughs> and, then, and then one of them's like, yeah. Oh, hey, Brooke. Brooke, you're cool. And then one of them's like, guys, guys. it's Bruce. <laughs> it's pronounced Bruce. <laughs> but it's just, like, funny. Just stupid, but it's stupid like humor. Just, stupid like, humor funny. like that. But it just, it makes me laugh. Because they're all yeah. also cracking up at each other as they exactly. make these stupid jokes, which is, like, 50% of what makes it funny yeah. so and all of these like funny bits are on YouTube so even though if I don't remember or I haven't heard one of the bits before like they're all on YouTube so when mm-hmm. we were watching them the other day there are a whole bunch of really funny really funny ones yeah. um and then yeah the other one is um there's this thing that a lot of good luck explaining this watching. basically it's um kind of like a it's called dream smp and they play a game and they're all characters essentially yeah easiest way i can explain it um but they also all play live so they're all streaming at the same time so it's unedited so again you just have unplanned moments like it's not strictly scripted but there is a plot line that they try to follow um and but you'll just have like moments that weren't supposed to happen like the evil guy dream um was exploding one of the people the kids he's a kid um exploding one of the other characters stuff like because he found he's it bad, this guy, he's evil. yeah he's evil and he was exploding it all and he was like put all your stuff here and then he went to explode it and accidentally exploded himself and died <laughs> and, and then both both the evil guy and the the kid who's not evil um were just dying with laughter because it was not not supposed and it was just very funny to see this person like they were both in character before and then just fully yeah. broke character and then like the edited video that tommy who's the other kid posted this wasn't in it because it was not supposed <laughs> to happen but like, you can find this clip online of him and they have because you can in this game you can like accidentally die a lot um it's not it's it, it doesn't look like real people like it doesn't it's not gory or anything right, right. um but you can and it, what they do to kind of keep it to the plot because it's so easy to die is like okay you're not actually dead you're just like you have to go collect all your stuff again yeah. um but they do have sometimes where they're like oh you lost one of your lives um and that's when it's canon but their favorite thing to do whenever someone accidentally dies is just to spam canon and there are always like two or three of them who are like there's it's like canon. A, it's real you're dead you're gone there's, <laughs> there's a chat function yeah. in the game that they can use and so when they see and the chat will tell you when someone's died and it will pop up and say this person yeah. died and then people will be like canon canon <laughs> yeah. you're dead now and like there's another one um i was watching a clip today and this this one character called technoblade was trying to save phil's uh, from house arrest and he was like sneaking sneaking for like half an hour and he's watching he's like playing it live so people are like chatting and like oh my god what's gonna happen and then like the other characters like he had told them that it was going to be plot and they kind of had to play along and they just didn't process that so they were like oh hi what are you doing here and he's like you're not supposed to be looking at me like he finally gets there um like he they keep on like he's invisible and someone's like haha and he like hits them to go away and they're like haha that, like why would you hit me and like kill him and he's like no like i'm in the middle of saving someone and, they're like, oh. and they didn't even realize he was live like he was just a whole disaster oh no and, like, there was they were you know a whole bunch of them were then at a different point trying to capture technoblade and one of the characters who did die and become a ghost and is just now this very nice guy casper the friendly ghost friends with everyone was just being nice to everyone even the bad guys and showed him um techno's house and then they they captured techno and ghostbur as he's referred to found a sheep and was made them take him and their sheep in their boats and they did not have enough room and it was very like (laughs) so chaotic just completely (laughs) derailed the whole thing so yeah just like those funny bits and it's because it's live you get so many unscripted and um funny things that can can find on youtube yeah yeah so 
I don't know if any of that made sense, but I had fun talking about it. Yeah, it was good. Well, everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, if you have time, I would recommend listening to Taylor Swift's music and also checking out Critical Role, The McElroys, or Dream SMP if either of those things sound like things that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Checking out. They make I us I would laugh. also recommend um, subscribing to us and yeah. Technoblade. <laughs> you can't. You. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You can't plug. He's not. A, only Technoblade can say subscribe sorry, to Technoblade. Subscribe to quotes and I almost said critical role. Quotes and anecdotes. Um, <laughs> yeah, email us at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. We're really active we there. Don't post at all. Okay, but what but you can we do would is appreciate you can follow, follow our very good friend. You can find them on Instagram. Dinobite, that's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. They did our cover art, and they're just a great person. They're so cool. You should just go do that because it would make me happy because they're great. Um, Very lovely. You should also rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Please. (laughs) Please do. And I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> that was so abrupt. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. See Toodles. you next time. And cut. And cut.